and work real hard and be a slave to me. My home in the castle be yours to mark and never the truth on me. We are the money, you are the debt. Come give it all to me. Dry, 
snow, heat, storms, floods, tornadoes, all evidence of constantly changing short-term weather and long-term climate. In other words, climate change is perfectly normal, occurring long before any human activity. Today's weather should be labeled using gender language as non-binary, neither too hot nor too cold. Any variation identifying is climate change. We have had ice ages relatively recently in terms of Earth's age, the last one ending 10,000 years ago. The planet cooled and then warmed significantly long before humans existed. This is why climate change, that is climate change. What caused it then and what are the same forces at play now? So what if it was the hottest July 4th in 40 years? The Earth is 4.5 billion years old. Could it have been hotter 100 years ago? 1,000 years ago? 1 million years ago? It's the ultimate and hubris to assume history began 40 years ago when we started such temperature measurements. Even the left-wing Washington Post questioned the myopic view of history why the Dust Bowl was hotter than this heat wave, despite global warming. While this past July 4th was the hottest in 40 years, what if it was hotter 80 or 100 years ago? What is the normal temperature for July 4th at any particular location? Unless that can be defined, how do we know if a temperature is above or below normal? This tweet by Tony Heller describes how it was much hotter in 1936 than today, despite media gaslighting to the contrary. He said, the percentage of the U.S. to reach 100 degrees this year is currently at a record low, 18%, down from 79% in 1936. Sounds like we are cooling rather than warming. Patrick Moore, ecologist and Greenpeace co-founder, addressed this question in this graph featured on Twitter. Note how the turquoise temperatures line varied significantly over the past billion years with global history temperatures far cooling the average. Looking back, not 40, but 570 million years ago, Temperatures today are relatively low, cooler than normal over the last half billion years. It is interesting that carbon dioxide levels are concerningly low. Further, CO2 reduction initiatives by the Biden administration, the globalists, are potentially dangerous, depriving the earth of vital plant food. With more mouths to feed, stifling plant growth, may lead to mass starvation. Is that a bug or feature of net zero initiatives? Non-climate scientist Hillary Clinton offered a new theory as to why it's hot in the summer. Mega Republicans. She recently tweeted, hot enough for you? Thank a mega Republican, or better yet, 
vote them out of office. Her tweet was in response to a tweet from a tweet from CAP Action stating, "Mega Republicans are pouring fuel on the climate crisis fire." This tweet cited heat waves and temperature records, blaming Republicans. Republicans currently hold little power in Washington, D.C. A Democrat was elected president in 2020, and Democrats controlled both House of Congress for the next two years. In the 2020 midterm elections, Republicans won the House, but Democrats still control the White House and Senate, meaning that hot enough for you, contrary to Mrs. Clinton's assertions, is happening on Democrats' watch. In response to Clinton, if it is too hot, thank Socialist Democrats and vote them out of office. A year ago, President Biden signed the Inflation Reduction Act, which introduced Democrats' wet dream of the Green New Deal, the reality to which Democrats and the media are oblivious is that the recent heat wave and so-called record-breaking temperatures are happening on their watch. Republicans, mega or otherwise, are not in charge. Democrats are. They passed legislation a year ago that was supposed to stop or prevent all this. Rather than blaming themselves, they are accusing phantom boogeymen, mega-Republicans, for our hot summer. Facts and reality will not stop the left. Instead of acknowledging that summers are hot and that the Earth's climate is constantly changing, they will blame their go-to social or political justice phantoms, particularly racism. Anything they disagree with is racist. From the BBC, Global Heating, Studies Show Impact of Climate Racism in U.S., or from the once prestigious scientific journal Nature. Racism is magnifying the deadly impact, rising city heat. From Yes, how white supremacy intensifies summer heat. And from the New York City Health Department via the New York Post, structural racism makes heat waves more dangerous for blacks, New Yorkers, cities say. The reality is that summers are hot, some hotter than others, and that a long historical perspective is important when discussing temperature records. Just as with temperatures, 40 days of sobriety is far different than 40 years of sobriety. And lastly, how about some healthy humility that humans are not omnipotent, incapable of controlling weather and sea levels? Where is the climate model that in retrospect accurately predicted the last billion years of climate variation? Using unvalidated climate models to predict future temperatures is scientific folly. All the predictions of the world ending in 10 years have fallen flat. Continued nonsense spewed from public figures like Hillary Clinton further erodes scientific credibility especially after health authorities lied about all things COVID to further a political and control agenda. Leave it to Democrats to 
further corrupt, pollute science over laughable climate claims. You sit and watch our country crumble. You complain about where America is headed. You even say that the Republicans are just as bad as the Democrats. You say what America needs is a third political party, one that will work for the people, one that follows God's laws, not man-made-up ones. A government run how our forefathers set up and intended America's government to remain. Have you ever heard of the Knights Party? A legally registered third political party with the goal of political power? It's right here, right now, striving hard to reach its goals. But we need your help. You don't have to join anything if you don't want to, but you could contribute. We don't have major donors like the Republicans and Democrats. No, no Jewish funding. Just good, honest folks like yourself who are fed up with the direction America is heading. Instead of complaining about what's going on, do something. Check out the Knights Party website at www.kkknationaloffice.com. See what we're about, at least. I think you'll find that we're not so far apart on what we all want the change America needs. The Knights Party is truly America's last hope. Our email address is nationaloffice at thenightsparty.com. Send us an email asking how you can help. An awesome God he is. Do you attend church? If you don't, you should. But be careful what church you attend, though. Many churches today preach that homosexuality and miscegenation are okay. Are they really? Not according to the Bible, they're not. If you want to hear God's true commands to his chosen people, then listen to the services from the Christian Revival Center in Harrison, Arkansas. Don't live near Harrison? You can still hear them on the Christian Revival Center YouTube channel. Search the Christian Revival Center in Harrison, Arkansas, and it should be right at the top of the list. Tap follow, and you'll be alerted every week when the new sermon is posted. What could be better than hearing God's true words right from the comfort of your own living room? Invite Pastor Rob and his family into your home every week. 
Okay, uh, welcome back, everyone. Thank you for uh, sticking around. Uh, let's uh, not waste any time and get into uh, some Thursday evening's shows that I have here. Uh, again, and I apologize uh, to my listeners that uh, I'm just uh, organized again this evening as I was Tuesday. Uh, I have to uh, uh, keep the show short again this evening. Uh, just all the running around between doctors, hospitals, therapy, uh, uh, it's a lot. And uh, I'm kind of falling behind. And uh, as many of my listeners know, uh, I am a uh, lifetime Klansman uh, within the Knights Party of the Ku Klux Klan. And with that title uh, comes uh, a lot of responsibilities. And those responsibilities take precedence uh, over anything. Uh, now, I'm not saying I'm not dedicated to the show. Uh, don't get me wrong, but uh, I am a, uh, uh, a Klansman first, and uh, I, I do uh, several things within the nights that uh, uh, takes time uh, as well. So I apologize, and hopefully, hopefully next week uh, won't be as hectic uh, as this week. Okay, let's see what we have here. I guess... Uh, I'll start at the top, and we'll see how uh, far we can get into these. Uh, this article comes from Best Life Online, and we see the attack on uh, even cartoons, um, children's movies, uh, it, and I'm, I'm, ta I'm not talking about uh, uh, the queer uh, agenda movies for kids. I'm talking classics. Uh, you know, even uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, things like that, uh, that were attacked for uh, being racist or uh, bullying, just the simplest uh, of things. And I saw this article, and I didn't even skim through it, but this may be interesting. Uh, the headline is, Seven Classic Cartoons That Are Offensive by Today's Standards. Society's attitudes toward racism and sexism are ever-changing. But even knowing that, it can be surprising to look at the pop culture of yesteryear and discover just what used to pass muster as acceptable entertainment. Even cartoons, ostensibly innocent entertainment for children, were not immune, often depicting attitudes of the day that looked deci decidedly Retrograde in retrospect, that says read on for uh, seven classic animated shows uh, that have been uh, that would um, considered offensive uh, in today's times. And you know these cartoons are only offensive today because of cancel culture. Uh, you know if we didn't have this cancel cancel culture movement uh, happening here in America. Uh, these cartoons are simply innocent cartoons. Uh, you know, they don't fit the uh, program today because they're not depicting race mixing. They're not depicting homosexuality. Uh, they're not uh, uh, showing um, uh, children how to have same-sex sex. sex. Uh, so uh, these are offensive. Now, you see what's out there today, and uh, you mean to tell me that what's out there today is less offensive than what we watched as children. 
Uh, here we go. Uh, the first one. Uh, the elderly glasses-wearing character, Mr. Magoo, debuted in the theatrical shorts starting in 1949, had his own three-season show, Mr. Magoo, which began airing in 1960, was revived in the 1990s for a live-action film star, Leslie Nielsen, and even popped up again in 2011, recasting as a kung fu master. It is surprisingly long tenature for one-note joke. Mr. Bagoo can barely see, and his low vision gets him into all sorts of scrapes. But he remains unwilling to admit his problem. Some modern audiences, including members of the National Federation of the Blind, have pointed out that the baseline premises of the character is albeist, turning the character's disability into a gag. Additionally, there are overly racist houseboy character added to the 60s TV series Charlie, Charlie, uh, who was drawn with narrow eyes and oversized teeth and spoke in Pigden language, is every bit a Chinese character. Now, I'm sure uh, my older listeners uh, watched Mr. Magoo. You know, this wasn't making fun of blind people. This was making, uh, just as a single person, something fun. Uh, I'm trying to think of a way uh, uh, to break that down. Um, say, uh, okay, say I had a leg amputated, and uh, it was amputated from the knee down. Suppose uh, there is a cartoon out there, totally not modeled after uh, my leg amputation, but there's a cartoon out there called Peg Leg, and it is a pirate uh, with a peg leg. Uh, suppose in this uh, uh, make-believe cartoon, this uh, pirate with a peg leg, uh, suppose people... Um, I don't know. Uh, suppose they intimidate this pirate, and uh, he can't. He's not quite as fast as everyone else to to get away uh, because he has a peg leg. Now that uh, this story sounds totally stupid, but my point is, if there were a cartoon like that, and I was an amputee, could I actually look at that cartoon and say it was making fun of my uh, uh, lost leg? Seriously? Uh, this is how bad it's getting to date. I don't know who has time to set and nitpick these things apart. It, are, are there people out there that do this for a living, uh, just go through normal things and see what they can find uh, wrong with it? Let's move on. Uh, everyone remembers Tom and Jerry as a series of cartoon shorts, which began in 1940 about a cat who never manages to catch the mouse he's chasing, violently injuring himself instead. And while the cartoonish mayhem did inspire a parody in the form of an ultra-violent itchy and scratchy, the cartoon within a cartoon on The Simpsons is not really why it's offensive today. Many of the... Oh, wait. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, many of the animated short films include examples of racial stereotyping and other 
characters of uh, Tom's owner, Mammy. Mammy Two-Shoes, a blatant example of the Mammy stereotype. Uh, the depiction was uh, was offensive enough uh, that her scenes were ultimately reanimated to replace her with a white woman, a solution that is arguably also racist. Other controversial elements were also censored from the television airings, including instances in which explosive mishaps would cause Tom and or Jerry to become covered in soot, akin to putting them into blackface. Now, that has been in cartoons for how long? You know, a bomb goes off, uh, like Wiley Coyote, the Roadrunner, and they end up covered in soot. That had nothing to do with blackface. Do you mean to tell me that if a white person got, or a black person got flour on their uh, face, uh, say they're a baker, they bake cakes, they, they work with flour all day. Uh, and if they get flour all over their face baking these cakes, is that called white face? Get real. Good grief. Uh, honest to God, doesn't America have a, a lot bigger problems to, to nitpick at these cartoons? And, it, and it's all BS. Uh, continuing here, technically Looney Tunes also wasn't a single show, but a collection of short films. The first premiered in 1930 many of which originally played in theaters before being packaged together for series including The Bugs Bunny Show, The Merry Melodies, which aired on TV from the 60s through the year 2000. However you slice them up, though, there's plenty there for modern audiences to take offense at. From the downright racist characters of black people and the oldest shorts to characters who were little more than ethnic stereotypes, Though, when Cartoon Network got the rights to air Looney Tunes in the late 90s, it chose to keep Speedy Gonzalez off the air. Even amorous French skunk Pepe Le Pew has been hit with charges of promoting rape culture. Um, you know, uh, as young boys, uh, you know, as teens, when, when, when young men uh, start noticing uh, young women and vice versa. Young women start noticing uh, young men. Uh, who hasn't had a crush on someone, uh, you know, from school, and you followed them around uh, with puppy dog eyes? This is what Pepe Le Pew did. Uh, name me one scene, one time in a Pepe Le Pew cartoon where Pepe Le Pew raped uh, that female skunk. Show me one time. So this is just someone's twisted mind. This, this has to be in their heads. This sickness. To even come up and say something like that. Seriously? Uh, continuing here. The Jetsons is a family sitcom chronicling the space age antics of the uh, titular family. Patriarch George. His wife Jane, their children, Judy and Elroy, dog Astro, and robot maid Rosie. Filled with flying cars, automated everything, and cities built high up in the clouds. It's an idyllic vision of the future as seen from the 60s. Though the show now debuted in 1962, 
The majority of episodes were produced in the 80s after it went into syndication. But one thing this future lacks, people of color. Everyone in the Jetsons' version of the future is white. Call it racism by omission, if you will, but the blinding whiteness of the show led The Verge to question in 2017 if it depicts a post-apocalyptic dystopia in which all white cultures, have not all non-white cultures, have died off. Here again, uh, big deal, there's no black people in the future. Because you know what? It took, uh, okay, now here we're just talking about a cartoon. We have to remember that this is animated things. This isn't real. George Jetson wasn't real. These cartoons weren't real. So, you know, to depict uh, a future and only show white people with all the uh, uh, fancy things, the flying cars, like it said here, the, the uh, cities uh, in the skies. Who do you think would have built that kind of stuff? Would it be blacks? Seriously, if blacks were left to their own devices, do you think, uh, how far into the future do you think they would get? Look at Africa. Still drinking out of mud puddles, living in grass huts, wearing a loincloth, spearing their next meal. So why would you include, if you're looking for something futuristic, super modern, and because you know what else you don't see in the Jetsons? Crimes. Crimes. You don't see rapes. You don't see drug sales. You don't see looting. You don't see the burning of the cities in the skies. You know why? Because there's no blacks in the Jetsons. Think about that. Uh, the next one, uh, an attempt to send the, sick, oh, this, uh, the honeymooners into the Stone Age. The Flintstones ran originally from 1960 to 1966. Unfortunately, brought the sexism and misogyny of the 50s live-action series back with it. Fred Flintstone is an animal skin-clad variation uh, on Ralph Crabman, Jackie Gleason, who was always threatening to punch his wife so hard she'd fly to the moon. Though portrayed as a fit buffoonish, he and his friend Barney are doing their part to reinforce gender roles, specifically the notion that their wives, Wilma and Betty, are there to serve their needs. I don't see... Uh, on on the the Flintstones, you name name me one time Fred Flintstone or Barney Rubble did anything violent to their wives. Name me one time, one scene, one cartoon. What they don't like about this is this is showing a nuclear family. This is uh, showing how it used to be, where the dad worked, he was the breadwinner, and mom stayed at home. And watch the kids. There was nothing wrong with that. I'm sure uh, any older uh, uh, listeners here to the show, if you are a mother, or, yeah, well, you'd still be a mother. Um, uh, but when you were young, if you were lucky enough to live in the time to where uh, you were a stay-at-home mom, I'll bet you have many, uh, many uh, memories that you cherish as doing that compared to being out into the workforce, 
being treated like crap, and your husband brought brought in the money. Jackie Gleason, they're saying, uh, and I remember that where he would say to his wife, uh, he'll knock her. I don't think he ever said he'll punch her. I don't think uh, Jackie Gleason on, on the honeymooners ever said, I'm going to punch you. I think he said, I'd knock you to the moon or something. You know, what big deal. He said that. You know, uh, the things that were around when uh, I was a kid, like uh, uh, my dad would tell me uh, sometimes, uh, I'll hit you so, so damn hard, your teeth will look like piano keys wobbling back and forth. My father would have never done something like that. Uh, trying to think of some other ones uh, my father used to say. Uh Oh no! If you're so hard, you won't wake up. You'll you'll be into next week. That wasn't violent. That was something that was impossible to do. You know, uh, uh, there are sayings out there that aren't meant to take literally, seriously. And name me one time on the honeymooners where uh, I forget who Jackie Gleason played, uh, but name me one time that he ever touched his wife one time. Now, let's see. Uh, I apologize for that crash, if uh, uh, you heard that. Uh, my fiance's in the kitchen preparing supper, uh, so that wasn't a band beginning to play. If you thought that was cymbals, uh, that was not. That was not. Uh, back to the show here. Uh, it continues. This was never more explicitly depicted than in the episode "The Happy Household," in which Wilma becomes a big TV star and neglects her homemaking duties, prompting Fred to sabotage her career. The episode ends with him gloating as he serves as she serves him a massive dinner. Fred gets the last. Uh, gets the last line directed to the viewing audience. I hope all you wives out there are taking notes. Uh, I don't remember that episode. Uh, you know, I would say that maybe that did go a little bit too far, uh, you know, uh, to say something like that. But, uh, you know, uh, the Jews run Hollywood, so look at it this way. Like this, George or Fred and Wilma, they, they're not real people. So who's to say that the Jews didn't do this episode just to make it look like, uh, uh, like women were being mistreated, to to uh, tear apart the nuclear family? You know what I mean? Uh, maybe there was some women that saw that and uh, were really offended. You know, there was probably very few men that ever uh, treated their wives that way uh, back in the day. And, you know, this could have been a piece of propaganda from the Jews to make it look like uh, uh, white men don't want to see their white wives achieve anything. Because, listen, if mom's working and dad's working, Who's watching the kids? Who's taking care of the kids? Who's looking out for them, their best interests? 
And in today's world, mom and dad do both have to work if they want to make it. And look what's happening to our youth. Look, there's no sit-down suppers. You know, when I went to school, we had better be at the uh, supper table at 5 o'clock because that's when supper was, and we had better uh, be there. We all sat down. We ate. Uh, in the evenings, we played board games. Does anybody still remember what the hell a board game is? Uh, we played Trouble, um, uh, Payday. Uh, we never really got into Monopoly too much because that was uh, too long of a game. Uh, a game called Toss Across, Rebound. All these different games uh, that we would set and play in the evenings as a family unit. My parents were uh, involved. Our parents didn't say, here's these toys. Uh, get the hell out from under my feet and let me alone. Uh, my parents were actually involved in, in playing these games with us. Why? Because there was time. There was time. Uh, my mom stayed home and uh, uh, took care of us kids. There was four of us. Took care of us. Uh, Dad worked his fingers to the bone to supply for his family. But it was a, a nuclear family. Mom, dad, uh, have one brother, two sisters, being raised together uh, uh, in a, a, a normal family. So, you know, uh, my guess would be that this, this uh, Flintstones cartoon that they're talking about was no more than Jewish propaganda. B.S. Blowing smoke up people's ass. Clear back then. This isn't anything new, this attack on uh, the nuclear family, this attack on uh, our culture, our white Christian culture. That's the only culture that should matter in America, the only one. Christian principles, Christian laws, God's laws. If we all lived by them, everything would be great. If non-whites that don't follow God's laws, who cares if they end up in prison, uh, wh whatever. But every single person in this country should be held to the standards of God's laws. I don't care what color you are, how old you are, male, female, it doesn't matter. And when non-whites can't do that, when they say they hate America, when they take a knee uh, uh, to the national anthem, they should be deported back to their motherland. And I don't care if they were born here, because that's, uh, uh, in my opinion, BS too. Uh, just because some uh, uh, in-grade, low-IQ uh, person drops a baby out on American soil, makes that baby a citizen? Uh-uh. No. No. Uh and the people that couldn't hold to our standards, like I said, back to their uh, mother country. Suppose uh, it's a black person takes a knee to the anthem. Uh, they keep clamoring about this reparations like we owe them something. Uh, we've given them enough. The credit card should be closed. Uh, we're over its limit. Uh, whether they were born here or not, uh, they are African, plain and simple. They're not Afro-Americans. They're Africans. And if they can't hold to our uh, white Christian standards, back to your motherland. Go look up your ancestors over there. 
go try to play pro sports there making millions. Uh, try going to Africa and uh, being a rap star. Try it. Who do you think gave these people these privileges? This is our country. These people don't belong here. If Abraham Lincoln would have had his way, there wouldn't be any black people here because their asses would have been back on boats back to Africa after he freed them. And that's exactly what should have happened. Uh, Abraham Lincoln tried to uh, put a, not, not cause the problems that we're in right now. And then when you are dealing with an inferior low IQ animalistic race, you, you, don't, you can't uh, get that into their head. Uh, uh, you know, you could take this uh, um, a, a black person that feels like they're owed something, explain to them all the privileges and everything we have given them in America compared to what they would be in Africa, they still wouldn't get it. This is why the Jews use the blacks as pawns, because they're stupid. The government, too. The government uses the blacks as pawns. You know, they don't get it. You know, uh, uh, they all run around thinking, we was kangs and shit, when they were nothing but beasts of the field, plain and simple. Uh, that's my opinion. There was never no kangs, unless you were a kang of a cow or something. Uh, let's see. Uh, lest you think cartoons left racism behind by the more progressive 80s, think again. They're not as prone to peppering episodes with blatant ethnic characters as shows from earlier decades. Uh, the 1984 to 1987 toy-themed series, The Transformers, still found room to fit in some culturally insensitivity about all the robot battles. In the wake of historical events such as Iran-Contra, the series had a habit of casting middle European people as villains. The episode, Aerial Assault, features a baddie named Ollie who overthrows the ruler of Iran and promises to give oil to the descriptions in exchange for a fleet of killer drones. Much worse, the episode, Thief in the Night, features an Arab ruler named Abdul Sakadi from the country of Cambodia was so offensive even at the time that it led Lebanese American voice actor Casey Kasem to quit the show. Uh, big deal, you know. If if they were showing the truth, big deal. The truth hurts, but the truth is the truth. Uh, now I'm not going to even go through. Well, there was only I think one more there. Uh, but I, I'm not even going to go through uh, that last cartoon. I've, I've never heard of it. But I'm going to tell you something. You know, what was considered racist? You, you know, not today, uh, GTV. The shows you see and uh, things like that, they portray uh, uh, white men as uh, uh, idiots. Uh, they show the black people as, uh, you know, like these super high intelligent people. And this is where acting comes in. Because, listen, just because a black actor on TV is shown as some kind of uh, brain surgeon, uh, you know, thing on that, many people start to, uh, uh, because a lot of people cross the realm of real and make-believe. 
uh, a good example. And I'm not knocking ladies that listen or watch soap operas. I don't even know if they're still around. But anyhow, uh, I know my mother uh, watched soap operas every day. She watched General Hospital, didn't miss it. And, you know, a lot of women uh, uh, that watch these shows, men too, okay, men too. Uh, I'm, I'm not just saying women. Uh, watch these shows and they get that enveloped in this show that they actually think it's real when it isn't. So, you know, when you see these uh, miscegenated shows, a you know, black dad, a white mom, a Chinese kid, and, uh, and you see this now too, uh, what they call multi-blended, I don't know how in the hell anyone could ever produce a family with that many different uh, uh, ethnic races in it. It would be impossible. But this is how they portray it. You know, they'll portray a black man uh, with a white woman or vice versa, a white man with a black woman. And, uh, you know, they get along. Uh, uh, the black is shown to be more intelligent than the white. That's, that's not reality. That's not reality. The reality is that the average IQ within the black race is 70. That's borderline retarded. This is why these people don't advance. This is why they can't advance. God didn't create non-whites to advance. White people are God's chosen people. And anybody that could argue with that isn't looking around uh, as to what's happening. They're, they're not looking around at all. Um, now, you know what made, and I used to watch these shows too when I was younger, and I still do if I see them on TV. Uh, good times. Anybody remember that? That was the Evans family. They lived in the projects. I don't know what city it was. J.J. Uh, Walker. Uh, his, uh, um, uh, he was known for saying dynamite. That was a funny show. What made it funny is that actually portrayed the real life of black people. Uh, Sanford and Son, who remembers that? Fred Sanford and his son Lamont, uh, they run a junkyard in Watts, barely getting by. That was hilarious as well, because that actually portrayed the true life of back black people. This idea of portraying black people on TV uh, as uh, super intelligent, you know, it, uh, it's sickening. It's sickening, because it's make-believe. And, you know, people fall for that, you know. Uh, yeah, okay, for instance, say uh, uh, your neighbor Toby uh, is a black man, and uh, all of a sudden uh, he's a struggling actor, but he gets this part in a movie. Now, your, your uh, uh, neighbor Toby, he's your average IQ 70, uh, black person uh, has the sense about him of a pencil eraser, but he lands this job on TV acting, and, and you see the show on TV, and uh, he's there in an emer in a uh, operating room uh, conducting this major brain surgery and things like that. And it would be people that would probably say, "Wow, I didn't know Toby could do that." When Toby can't do that at all, it's make believe. This is Jewish propaganda on your TV set. You know, a lot of people, uh, they'll see some of it. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it goes much deeper than what you actually see 
uh, on TV. And, uh, you know, this is how they get you, just like um, uh, uh, me and my fiance have a smart TV. And we can get on there and watch anything we want. Uh, and we watch a lot of the older shows, the Waltons and uh, Sanford and Son, Good Times, you know, things like that. And uh, being a smart TV, you get the old shows, but the commercials are modern. And I kid you not, I'll bet you nine out of every ten commercial that is on a show on that smart TV, watching an old show, nine out of ten of those is advertising some HIV medicine. Every one of them. Well, I'm set nine out of ten at least. Uh, you know, it gets sickening. Uh, it, 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 you know, the stuff actually uh, gets embroiled into your brain. I can name one. The Vito uh, is a queer medicine. And, and the queers on there, they advertise it as it makes them undetectable. What the hell does undetectable mean? Does that mean it hides the fact that you have AIDS? So, you know, uh, uh, suppose these two queers go somewhere and uh, uh, they want to do an AIDS test before they can do something, and they have the test, and it's undetected on the test, why wouldn't they say it's a cure for AIDS or uh, gets rid of AIDS? They say it makes them undetectable. Think about that. That still means that these homos are out here spreading diseases, but their blood tests won't show you the diseases. That's what it means. You know, a lot of people... Uh, wouldn't think about that. You know, they would think, oh, guess what? We need another uh, uh, queer cure for HIV. Uh, it's not a cure. It's to hide the fact that they're disease-ridden, plain and simple. Uh, there's so much propaganda flying around today, it isn't even funny. Uh, and, and, you know, it's hard to keep track of. Uh, when you see this stuff day in and day out, uh, it works on you, but you have to have a strong mind. Uh, and think, uh, think hard about what you're seeing, why you're seeing it, and who's promoting it. Um, okay, let's see. There we go. Uh, I don't think I did this article on... Uh, Tuesday evening. I know there was a press release uh, from the Knights Party of the Ku Klux Klan uh, about this article. Uh, so um, to read the press releases from the Knights Party of the Ku Klux Klan, go to www.kkknationaloffice.com all lowercase. And uh, uh, that is our um, uh, public uh, uh, homepage there, and uh, that's where press releases go. So I'm going to do this article, and then if uh, you want to, you could, uh, uh, after the show or while you're listening to the show even, uh, go check that out. I'm not sure, though. Uh, I don't know if that was Monday's or Wednesday's press release. Uh, but anyhow, uh, this article comes from The Blaze. The headline is, School archery hunting programs blocked by Biden admin from receiving federal funding. 
Wow. The Biden administration's education department is blocking school archery and hunting programs from receiving federal funding, Fox News Digital reported. Last year, the Elementary and Secondary Education Act of 1965 was amended to prevent federal school funding from being used to provide training and the use of dangerous weapons. Wow, I didn't even hear about that. I don't know if you have, but uh, wow. Uh, the amendment included in gun control legislation passed and signed into law in June of 2022 aimed to promote safer, more inclusive, and positive school environments for all students, educators, and school staff, the Education Department stated in a press release. Now, you know, I, I, this is probably something that was snuck in right under our noses, just like today. The government blows smoke up our ass every single day. You know, now it's uh, aliens, little green ones. People are seeing, you know, maybe people are seeing something that they think is a UFO. My bet it's government, uh, uh, it's uh, government uh, aircraft. And maybe it's made to make it look like a UFO just to make people think they're seeing a UFO. Because, uh, and plus two, you know, when, when the government starts coming out and saying uh, uh, the Air Force is encountering UFOs, it's interfering with their training, uh, and, and this is true, I, there was an article about it. Uh, people, I think a lot of people will push themselves into thinking, you know, that they see something in the sky because the government's telling you there is. You know, while everybody's looking towards the sky, and this is probably how this uh, uh, law got pushed through about federal funding for schools that um, have a hunting education course, there was probably something uh, going on. Well, okay, 2022, uh, we were still uh, claiming COVID was killing people. Uh, I'm trying to think what may have been happening, what else. Uh, that the government could have been distracting everyone from so they could pass this law. Uh, but now here we have aliens. Little green men. Listen, keep your eyes on the money. Don't be staring at the sky looking for aliens. You know, they want you staring at the sky looking for little green ones instead of the non-white ones coming across the southern border. There's where our alien invasion is, the southern border, not in the skies. You know, it's, it, it's almost like uh, our government thinks everyone is so stupid that they will distract you, you know, like a child. You know, if you want to hide something from a child, of course, hey, look over there. And, you know, the child will look and then you hide whatever you didn't want the child to see. This is what our government does with us as adults. And they're that childish. They think that, uh, uh, you know, we fall for it. Whenever you see something crazy in the news that's coming from our government, trust me, it's a smoke screen. Uh, the legislation, the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act, passed the House in a 234 to 193 vote in the Senate and a 65-33 vote with many Republican Republicans crossing party lines to support the measure following mass shootings in Buffalo, New York, 
and Uvalde, Texas. That's what we need to do. Have these firearms in children's hands that, you know, they don't actually understand how that firearm works. Now, let's get, we'll start with this. Guns don't kill people. The people behind the gun are the ones that kill people. So now, and I took a hunter's uh, safety course when I was in school. I think we had to have that uh, to even get our first hunting license. You know, Biden makes it sound like the uh, uh, safety course is teaching, uh, is trying to turn kids, kids into uh, uh, um, vigilante shooters. It's a hunting course. Wouldn't you feel much safer if your child hunted? And, you know, even if they don't hunt, right now a child, and I'm saying not a six or seven year old, I'm saying maybe 10, 11 should be starting to get familiar with firearms, know how they work, uh, know the damage that they can cause, learn to respect firearms. Because this is what the hunter safety course when I went to school did. You know, they didn't want a bunch of kids out in the woods uh, uh, with rifles and, and such that uh, had no idea, you know, how it worked. Oh, here, you put the shell in here, pull the hammer back and pull the trigger. No, uh, uh, children need to be taught the parts of a firearm, which we were, uh, how to use that firearm safely and how to respect that firearm. Now, Biden wants to take funding away from schools that want to do that. Do you think that these uh, shooters, these uh, kids that went and shoot up schools, do you think they do that because they had a hunter safety course in school? Seriously, if you do believe that, you need to pull your head out of your ass and uh, get real. Uh, this hunter safety course is most definitely needed. Uh, but anyhow, uh, I wanted to throw that one in there. And uh, like I said, I have to cut this evening's show short. Um, and I apologize. Hopefully next week uh, things are back in order. But uh, running here, running there. And uh, like I said, I do uh, have many duties within the Knights Party of the Ku Klux Klan. And that comes first. Uh, and like I said, I'm not saying that uh, um, the show isn't important. I'm not saying that. Uh, so don't take that the wrong way. But if it comes down to uh, getting some tasks done uh, for the night's party, I'm going to do that. And then uh, if I have time, I'll do the show. Uh, because you guys, uh, you make the show. Uh, I enjoy doing the show. So, you know, I'm not saying that I'm not dedicated to the show because I am uh, uh, more than dedicated to the show. If I wasn't dedicated, I wouldn't have even done a show tonight. Uh, you know, I could have easily said, well, we'll just skip this one. Uh, I have things to do. Uh, but like I said, the only reason I'm running behind uh, is because of uh, uh, medical things going on and uh, uh, my duties within the night's party. And I'm still getting uh, shows out there. And uh, the health stuff, uh, hopefully that's winding down. I don't have anything. Um, I haven't given you guys an update uh, in quite a while, but I don't have anything uh, that's going to kill me. I definitely have a uh, uh, very serious back problem and COPD. Uh, no cancer, no lung cancer, uh, at least lung cancer I don't have. Uh, things that I was screened for, uh, that's a plus. But now, you know, getting through the therapy and uh, things like that, 
Uh, that takes away some time. So I do apologize. Uh, I will be back here next Tuesday, August 8th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, look up the show on True Social. This is where you'll find out if there's a show, if there isn't a show, uh, if it's going to be on White Pride Radio, or if it's just going to be on Spotify for some reason. Here's where you get your information. And also, uh, the press releases. So uh, download that, look for the Rust Belt Klansman show, and follow it. Uh, also, Rust Belt Live. Um, I am getting uh, a couple of people uh, following the show. Murph. Uh, Murph was the first one to uh, uh, sign up. Uh, uh, Sandy Howe has signed up for the uh, uh, live show to, uh, to receive alerts when it airs. And uh, also, <coughs> excuse me, also Tyler in Canada. Uh, uh, Tyler is going to be following the show. If he isn't already, I haven't checked uh, today, but uh, uh, there's a couple. And I'm not going to need a whole lot to uh, subscribe because uh, I used the live show uh, a while back. A couple times, I think, I did a live show. And uh, I did it mostly to gain new listeners because Podbean is huge. Uh, many people listen to Podbean, and they listen throughout the world. Now, I'm not so much interested in targeting uh, the whole world, uh, most definitely white European countries. But, you know, uh, that that's the people that I want to uh, uh, target, you know, to get to listen to the show, and then especially, especially in the United States, because uh, here we have our problems. Uh, so does, and I'm not saying uh, our uh, white European brothers and sisters uh, don't have problems. They they have probably more than we do. But I focus on uh, our country, America, our God-given land, our inheritance from God. That's what I focus on. Uh, if you have any news articles, if you want the link to uh, uh, the live show, uh, but you have to download the Podbean app first and start your uh, subscription to that. All it is is an email, and uh, that's it. There's no other questions. So download Podbean app, set up an email, and if you contact the show, I'll send you the link to tap to take you straight to the show to follow. Um, those will be uh, upcoming, uh, the live shows. But anyhow... Uh, if you want the link, if you have any news articles, thoughts, ideas, things you want to get off of your chest, you like the show, you hate the show, you can email that straight to the Rust Belt Klansman show at heyrustbeltklansman at mail.com. Very simple. It's all lowercase letters, heyrustbeltklansman at mail.com. You can also call into the show at area code 412 254 uh, you can leave a voicemail or a text message. Uh, I don't answer that phone. And uh, while I brought up the phone number, uh, I got a phone call today. And, you know, you, you get so many BS foreign phone calls, you know, uh, trying to rip you off, trying to uh, 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 lie to you. you. You know what I mean? Uh, spam calls. 
And usually what I do, because I don't like them leaving a, a voicemail. You know, even if I don't answer it, they get to still get to leave a voicemail. So I got to hear their BS to get rid of the voicemail. So what I do, I answer the phone and then I don't say anything. If it's a number I don't know, I answer it and I don't say anything. But today, I got a phone call that I did that to. I answered it and I didn't say anything. And they hung up. And when I looked into my call logs on my phone to see where it was from, it wasn't in my regular phone uh, call log. Somebody uh, today called into the show from Alabama, and I answered that and didn't say anything. So uh, uh, whoever you are from Alabama, if you called the show, uh, you weren't being ignored. Uh, if you have something to say, a question or something like that, uh, please call back in again. But I do know it was a call. I don't. Uh, well, I wouldn't give the number over the air anyhow. I don't remember it, but I still wouldn't give it anyhow. Uh, but this person was from Al Alabama, so I apologize. Uh, uh, please call back. And we are going to end the show here as we always do. Uh, Murph. Uh, here we go, buddy. Uh, my white brothers and sisters, please bow your heads. My Lord, I devote my ways and resources to you. Guide my steps. Send me where you will. I trust in your good wisdom, for you know where history is leading. I know that your promises are true and that you are preparing to restore all things and reward those who have remained faithful to you. Lead me where, you're, where you choose, and I will go. Give me the strength to endure the trials and troubles you promised me wouldn't happen in this life, and that, that strength I will go where you take me. I can endure much with your strength, and the reminder that the reward is so much greater than the difficulty. Father, it is my fear of death that causes me to falter in this life when, fa when faced with difficulty. So help me to remember that death is not the end, for you will make me alive again. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, you know, um, that was a great prayer, and I hope that that gave uh, some comfort to, and I'm, I'm not going to uh, mention who the listener is, uh, a loyal listener to the show here, um, lost a family member here recently, and uh, uh, he had to take on uh, some extra duties. Uh, so he hasn't been contacting the show uh uh, very much, which is understandable. Uh, but I hope uh, you listen to this show and you know who you are. And I hope that that prayer uh, brings you comfort, brother, uh, because death uh, really is not uh, the end. So um, uh, my condolences uh, to the loss of your family member and uh, uh, keep that prayer in mind, brother, uh, because you are thought of. As always, from the Rust Belt Clansman Show, 
myself, Paul Brown, WHITE POWER! Nothing.